Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We sure do love you. Thank you for taking this opportunity to tune into this broadcast today and be part of this. And Kevin, Rob, we've found ourselves as we move forward, brother, dealing with abuse. One of our uh, dear missionary friends from Asia, a gentleman named Ron, we told him we'd call him Ron. He's from Asia. We just want to shout out to him, not his real name, but his real continent. We just want to shout out to him. He's asked some questions about abuse. He's asked some questions about how does a pastor handle it? How do we go through some of this stuff? And we found ourselves yesterday just talking about types of abuse. We never even got to any of that. And also, I want to remind you, just in case you didn't tune in yesterday and you're wondering where the second half of the Fruit of the Spirit was with Pastor Tony Miller, we just ask that you pray for Pastor Miller with me and Brother Kevin here. And Pastor Miller and I have every intention on finishing up the fruit of the Spirit. Pastor Miller got himself a little bit of a health issue. Everything seems to be fine. It's just sometimes you go through things. And uh, right now, his health is a little bit down. And so, Kevin, as we talked yesterday, we we, we mentioned, as you and I talked in between these things, we, we, we again, we started mentioning people we know as we would go in between the broadcast and talking and stuff and people who've been through us. This is real. And the way we started yesterday, I want to start again today and say, listen, if you were abused, there's nothing you dressed in. There's nothing you did wrong. There's, you know, it's on someone else's account. And, uh, but I also will tell you, as I started out yesterday, that Romans 13 is in the Bible and that we all have a responsibility to call the police, call people who help us get out of a situation of abuse. Do not be abused. We said after you're done calling the police or the local authorities or those people who are in your life who can stop that, then you can go ahead and drop me a note at DougAtWoundedSpirits.com or find us out on Facebook and you remember Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page or Kevin Robb on his Facebook page. But we want you to make sure that you get yourself out of danger. So there, there is absolutely 100% in my mind, Kevin, that if there's one out of six ladies in this world that have been physically abused that have reported it, <clears throat> and one out, of, it just takes my breath away when <clears throat> when that number comes. It, uh, uh, and then one out of 33 men, um, you know, every 68 seconds, uh, a female in the United States of America, whether it be a girl or a lady, is abused. And one about every five minutes, uh, a man or a boy is abused and we want you to know that we're on your side we want to want to help you do whatever it is you got to do to seek help and we want you to get out of that environment i want to remind you of one verse and i'm going to go over to kevin and get his feedback from yesterday and today but i want to remind you of a verse that we started with and they were haughty and committed abomination before me and therefore i took them away as i saw good over in ezekiel and uh uh, so i want to remind you that that God is in charge, that God is the ultimate judge of these things, that God's going to take care of these things. We found ourselves yesterday, Kevin, uh, dealing with grooming 
abuse. And I want to go back to that in a minute, but I wanted to get, I know this is an emotional subject for you to grooming and everything. I wanted to give you a chance to give some feedback on what we covered yesterday and, and where we're still at today. Yeah. You know, uh, on, on just the, uh, the whole general idea of abuse, uh, you know, your, this ministry is so vitally important because there are people that I'm finding who are, uh, in an abusive situation or, or, or have been abused, let's say a long time ago. And because it's suppressed, uh, um, they're not reaching out. You know, and I mentioned the first mention of oppression, in the Bible was the children of Israel. It took the children of Israel a long time before they went to the, you know, went over the Egyptians head and cried out to God. Uh, there was no police or anyone that they could get. So they cried out to God, but it took them a long time to, to, to tell, to, to come forward with their story. And then God moved heaven and earth to fix it. And, um, but I'm thinking about a guy, I was talking to a man who went to one of the wounded spirits retreats, not real long ago. And, um, he went because he's interested in helping people in his own community. Right. But what, what came, what came forth and, and Doug, you'll know who I'm talking about. Probably what came forth was that, um, uh, this individual realized he had had a, uh, just, you know, suppressed uh, experience that was kind of cordoned off in his life as I don't know how to deal with this. And so he didn't even think about it, but he realized it was affecting his, his life is affecting his family is affecting how he dealt with things. And what that memory was, was he had a stepfather who would just lay into him, uh, you know, give him black eyes and that kind of thing, just vent, just bad, bad parenting, bad, uh, oppression, bad abuse. And, and when that, when that came out, when he realized it, I wasn't there for that particular retreat, but, but when that took place, I think he just, you know, was able to cry out to God and say, God, you know, this, this is real and I'm giving it to you. And, and I want to, I want to, I want to address this and I want to get it behind me. And I want to address, especially how it's affected my own, you know, parenting, husbanding, whatever. And I want to be a better person for it. And his testimony when I talked to him was, is that it was revolutionary and, but just such a need because there are people I think that don't even know that they've been hurt. And we're not trying to find a devil under every rock. We're just trying to find, you know, the reality of, of people that are suffering and, and show them that God God wants to resolve these things. He doesn't want you to cordon it off as a thing that, you know, I, I have to suppress and never even uh, deal with as a, as a believer. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And, 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 you know, there's so many examples. So recently I found myself, I was working not too long ago with a, a couple cult members, one who had been stuck in Scientology and uh, which I believe is a cult. And, uh, um, and just some of the things they went through were unbelievable. I mean, it makes no sense to look at what they've been through and, and try to reconcile that with even a, uh, even government rules. I'm not, I mean, being, you know, hunted down, uh, I watched, uh, and you know, you can watch the aftermath it's out there. You can stream it. And, uh, with Leah Remini 
and things that went on through Scientology that this person, even as a member, went through many of those things. And then uh, I watched something on Nexium or something, which guy was a big follower of L. Ron Hubbard. I don't think he was ever a Scientologist, but he started his own sex group in this thing called Nexium where he actually branded women women and stuff, and he was charged with sexual trafficking. I mean, he's in jail for the rest of his life. Uh, this guy named like Keith Ranieri or something like that. And so I say to myself, and, and he, you know, brother, these aren't only people who you would find a lot of times when I think abuse and I'm wrong about this. And that's why I'm saying this before we dig into the scripture again. In my mind, when I think of abuse, I think of a poor family where, you know, uh, maybe a single family home where mom's working 20 hours a day and things of that nature. But to be honest with you, abuse shows up everywhere. It shows up and you see that in Scientology. I mean, they got Hollywood stars hoodwinked and Nexium, Hollywood stars, millionaires, the, the Seagram seven empire. I guess they drank a lot of their booze was had put millions and millions of dollars into this Nexium sex ring and sex trafficking. And you say, well, brother Doug, what are you getting at? I'm getting at that. Uh, uh, abuse is always sin. Abuse can happen to anybody. It's never acceptable to God. It's uh, it's something, I mean, you can look up, you can, Malachi 2, 16 and 17, Psalm 11, 5, Colossians 3, 8, Colossians 3, 19. Um, abuse even, someone will say, well, this is a response to being provoked. No, no, there's no response to abusing somebody. Uh, we even see abuse sometimes the highest ranks of military, of Christian churches, of of everything, Kevin. And uh, it's always sin. It's always wrong. God wants nothing to do with it. It's unacceptable. So I say all this to say to you folks, if you've been abused, you're not alone. But there's a great God that can help you. And so a couple things need to happen. So I know this is a, a long way to go into the introduction, and I'm sorry about that. But I wanted to say all this a couple things uh, before we go to our first break, and then I promise we're going to go right back into what we're talking about here. If you're being abused, you need to get help. Uh, if you've been abused, you need to get help. If you're being abused, contact the authorities. Do whatever you got to do to get out of that situation. Abuse is never right. God looks at it uh, with disdain. It's sin. God hates sin. God sent his son to die for sin, and it's just not tolerated. As far as God's concerned, and you don't have to do that. If you've been abused and you still got to let people know that you've been abused right now, there's a new law that's allowing people to, to sue folks and things of that nature from a hundred years ago. The president, one of the good things he signed, um, is this bill saying that you can go after financial, uh, uh, suits against people as long ago as they're still alive. So that's something that can definitely hang in there, something that you can do. But we want you to know for sure that you need to be out of that situation if you're in it. Now, I wanted to mention this because this was the question from Ron from Asia. What's my responsibility? What's a responsibility of a pastor or someone in, a, in that biblical type of responsibility? Well, obviously, to dial 911 as soon as you hear about abuse. That's the reality. That's where you go. You pick up the phone and you call somebody. And I always tell people, I'll throw you in the car with my wife and I, and we'll take you. We'll go with you. And uh, and, and we're committed to that. We want to be that way with people. Hey, listen, we'll be right back. Hang with us. we got to go ahead and do that thing we do with broadcast. But we'll be right back with you. 
Wow, we sure are glad you stuck around with us. So, Kevin, you know, we look at this and and we're telling these biblical counselors, these Sunday school teachers, these pastors, and everybody, again, one quick blanket statement. We want the whole world to know, Kevin, if someone reports abuse, the first thing you do is get help. Yes, yes. And if, you know, if someone's, um, if someone's coming forward with abuse, I think everyone should know that whoever they report that to, if, if they're going to their parents, if they're going to their pastor or whoever, the, certainly the police are, are well-trained on how to handle these things. But I think parents and pastors in particular need, need to get over this, uh, throwing it back, you know, on the person who's reporting it. If someone's crying out, uh, the last thing they need is a judge, st- you know, uh, in their home or in their church, you know, that's going to judge them and say, you know, um, I saw the way you were dressed. Or I saw the, that's not the time to address. It's never other the issues. time. It's never the time <laughs> to start yeah. talking about the way someone's, dr- I mean, that, to me that, I mean, come on, someone's been abused, you know, and, uh, uh, there, there's no right. You know, if someone knocks on my door in a bikini, I don't get a right to abuse her. If someone walks sure. on a woman's door, you know, naked man, you don't get, I, I, yeah, I'm glad you said that, brother. Thank you. I'll let you keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're fine. Yeah. So, you know, if, a, in other words, if, if, a, if a parent's going to teach their kids about, you know, this and that, if there's a abuse going on, you're in a totally different zone now where the, you are a, a judge is not needed. An advocate is what's needed. And that, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is, um, people that are abused, they need someone to believe them. And so, you know, uh, my, my thought is when I've had, um, someone come talk to me, not real long ago, and it wasn't serious enough to go to the police or anything, but they were just saying, you know, what do you think about this person? And it's actually the parent of a child. And, uh, what do you think about this person? And, um, and I, and, and the situation was, what do you think about this person who did this to my daughter? And I said, what did he do? And he said, well, she was, you know, she was living with him, and he would just, um, get upset and start choking her. Oh my. So the, the person is talking to me and saying, what do you think about this person? I said, well, he needs to be reported. That was the thought. Well, he's already in jail. So that, you know, and I had known that. So, so there was, uh, that, that was taken care of, but what I had to address was, um, you know, not what, not whether this or that was right, but what does this person need right now to keep from them being groomed back in uh-oh, I lost. And rebounded, you know, back to him a couple different times. And um, and so the, the point was the 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 standpoint of a of a parent, of a pastor in particular, these these offices in my mind uh, are a, an advocate. In other words, no, we you are you are precious. You uh, this person has no right to do that, and you telling me this you know, we're going to do something about it because the only thing that matters is your safety right now. And we're going to address this and we're going to get this settled once and for all. And I thank God that guy's in jail today. 
But, you know, there's a lot of times where a, par- a parent might say something stupid, like you were just saying, like, well, you shouldn't have been living with them. Yeah. That's not good parenting. And it's not, that's far from being an advocate. Right. It, 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 you know, people make mistakes. And there's people out there yeah. that, you know, I tell people all the time, Debbie and I came out of the world. Uh, neither one of us had been married before, but we weren't saved when we got into our relationship, when we got married and, you know, there's been nobody outside of our marriage. Thank God he saved us, took care of us, uh, and things of that nature. But, you know, folks do stupid things and not everybody knows the godly answer or the godly thing to do, but, but God tells us go and sin no more. And, you know, we learn the truth, but we still help people even when they mess up. I can't tell you how many times I've messed up, how many times I've sinned. I mean, it's just who I am. And, and you know, I have in my heart the Holy Spirit, and he's really controlled me. And thank God for that. But even with that, Kevin, sometimes we sin. We'll have that wrong thought. You know, we're sinners saved by grace, but it's a battle. And uh, thank God we have the Holy Spirit helping us with that. And I'm not going to live with somebody. I'm not going to do those things. But I'm also not going to throw people out the window. I'm going to take people who are involved, just like you, Kevin, in the way you said that. It's bad parenting. It's bad life. It's bad friendship. It's bad everything. So pastors, Bible counselors, everybody, get off your soapbox, get off your high horse. Like Kevin just said, that's bad parenting, that's bad leadership, it's bad whatever, and we have to stop that. And I wanted to sneak back over to grooming a little bit because I want to finish grooming, and so then maybe tomorrow, it looks like we're going to be doing abuse here for a little while, but but Kevin, we, we were talking, brother, yesterday about grooming, and I wanted to give you guys something to look for and get Kevin's feedback on this, at least finishing up today. So I had mentioned earlier on that we really need to look after those members of our church and those family members who are teenagers, who are down a little, people we're Facebook friends with. And, you know, abusers are narcissists, brother Kevin. We know that. Yep. And we know that love bombing's real. And you and I have both personally seen relationships broke up. You and I have both personally seen uh, young girls taken uh, away by evil people and stuff. So what I'm getting at you folks is there's a real reason why we got to be looking over people's electronic shoulders and helping people out and looking out for people who are going through junk. And so what I want to tell to you all right now is, hey, listen, Let's look out for one another. Let's have Facebook accounts with our uh, teens. Let's, if somebody's out there, love bombing. We know what that looks like, Kevin. I want to give you a chance to talk about that. Well, we know you're a superstar. You're a rock star. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. And grooming, then all of a sudden, it leads a little bit to sexual topics. Has anyone ever told you how beautiful and wonderful you are? Then the conversation, you know, somewhere in there, the conversation just turns between the groomer and the person being groomed. And so, so Kevin, you and I have both seen this and how would you explain the process that takes place for these groomers that break up relationships, these groomers that run away with our kids and, and our churches and stuff? What's a way you would explain that? Mm. Well, it's, these people have a hidden agenda and that agenda, you know, like we said but uh, yesterday, was to make them feel good about themselves, make them look good to others, make them, uh, you know, hide their hide their agenda, hide their evil, 
you know, whatever their agenda was, it's, it's hidden. And so, you know, the Bible talks about he that hateth this dissembleth with his lips, which means it's not, is not up front and uh, perverse is another word for it. So the, the these, these people go after, they, they violate situations. In other words, they may go into another man's um, husband, wife relationship and groom that, that, that woman, you know, groom a woman away from her husband. Um, they may go into a per- parent child relationship and talk to that child and say, you know, I know you really, um, you know, you're a thinking person. I can tell you're not happy and, you know, and, and I just want you to know, you know, I'm, I'm for you. And, you know, all those things by themselves, there's nothing evil about them, but it's the hidden agenda. And if you, if there's someone listening here, you're getting just things that sound too good to be true. And, and there's people that are playing on your, uh, abuse, you know, play, or excuse me, playing on your, uh, something that happened to you. In other words, you're hurting and they're playing on you're hurting and it's going to help them in some way. I would be a hundred percent, uh, against that or careful about that because there's a good chance you're being groomed and we need to be wise enough to ask, um, what does this person stand to gain from me um, bad-mouthing someone else, yeah. me bad-mouthing my husband, me bad-mouthing my parents, me getting on their bandwagon? What do they have to gain from it? it might, and it might be something as simple as they just are going to look really good. But, you know, the Bible says, beware of wolves that come to you in sheep's clothing. And then the next verse says, by their fruits, you shall know them. So if they have a track record in any way, and you need, you may need to check them out and ask other people, what do you think about this guy? And it takes maturity to, to step back from someone who's love bombing you. And then to, to ask someone else, what do you think about this person? Because they seem over interested you know, I'm really flattered by the fact that they think I'm beautiful or, or handsome or whatever. But I'm wondering because it sounds too good to be true. And and someone else may say, oh, yeah, he does that to everybody or he does that. He's done that before. He's ruined families before. And yeah. uh, we need yeah. to be wise yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, hate it, folks, when we come up on end. But I want to leave with some thoughts for you here from Second Timothy 3. Uh, This know also that in the last days we're at now perilous, dangerous times shall come for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affliction, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fears, despises of those that are good, traitors, heady minded. Uh, and you could go on lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. They're out there. The Bible is warning us about that. Just folks be careful. And as we go through this, and it's turning into a little bit of a series, sadly, what we're doing on abuse. There's so much of it. Look out for it. And folks, I just want to leave you with just a couple, just the list real quick as we sign off this afternoon. And number one, if you know somebody who's been abused, may be abused, may, uh, uh, has been abused, may be abused or is in a situation situation where someone else is abused, was abused, call the police, contact the authorities, go with them, throw your wife and them in the car, take them downtown, help them out. Uh, number two, folks, God can help you through these things. And we're going to even talk more about this tomorrow. We sure hope you're doing well. May God bless you. 
And hey, wear that smile today that only God can give you. We'll look forward to being on with you again tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.